neither the United States of America nor the world community of nations can tolerate deliberate deception and offensive threats on the part of any nation, large or small. Thank you for joining us today. Today on the podcast, we're going to start an epic journey that revolves around these entities or these beings or a force called the Archons. Who are they? What are they? Where'd they come from? Why are they here? What do they want from us? Because human beings are a dependent variable to the Archons or the other way around. I don't know. It's been a long time since I took math. They depend on human beings. Let's just say that. We're going to talk about the Nag Hammadi Library, which was discovered in 1945. It talks about Gnosticism. They were, these uh, scrolls were written by the Gnostics. Gnosis, uh, which is where that term Gnostic derives from, means state of knowledge, state of remembering, state of knowing. And this is going to take more than one episode. So we're going to devote a little special mini-series or whatever to the Archons. Anything and everything that they've ever been referenced in, what are their, what's their modus operandi, we're going to analyze society, our lives on a, a collective basis and as, on an individual basis from a standpoint of what the Archon, or what the Archons are attempting to do. So, as always, there is going to be a great deal, a lot of challenging information. What we always say, you know, I've been looking into the Archons for many years, and as much as it resonates to me, I still try not to absolutely buy into it 100%, because you never know. But according to my research, David Icke, uh, we'll talk about some of the other offers, authors. I mean, Carlos Castaneda has mentioned the Archons. Um, the gentleman who discovered the Nagamati texts, when you start to put the dots together, it is pretty obvious to me, and I can see, as can others, that this might have some credence. Uh, it certainly has more credence than some of the other crap that f- floats around on the internet. No planes on 9-11. Like, okay... And no due respect, like, I mean, I've never really, I've looked into it a little bit. That's not really, it's irrelevant whether or not there were planes or not on 9-11. I think there were planes, okay? Doesn't take away the fact what happened that day, all right? So this, like I said, a lot of challenging information, and it might be tough to deal with. And some, some people might not even want to listen to it, and that's fine. I don't understand why people wouldn't want to at least read about it, uh, gain some awareness on it. Here's an example. Today, I was reading a Kansas State bill, uh, a statute. This bill was signed into law uh, on April of 2019. And 
I read the bill to somebody I was talking to. They told me, you're not a lawyer. You don't know how to read bills. And their refusal to even read the bill caused a criticism and misunderstanding on me when I did read the bill and interpreted it as it reads. Condemnation without investigation is the height of ignorance. Remember, I suggest that if you're going to comment on something, whatever it is, the Bible, politics, conspiracies, the Nagamati Library, why would you comment and make a definitive stance on that issue prior to actually even have a you know dive diving into the material? That doesn't make a lot of sense to me, and that's the world we live in. Well, Fox News said this, CNN said that, MSNBC doesn't talk about that. So, well, okay, what does that matter? Do you really think that those made the mainstream media is going to talk about stuff like this? No, because they're owned and controlled and bought and paid for by the same people that are doing us doing doing our world very very strange things. So, keep that in mind. Just be open to it. Just listen to it. If it doesn't resonate to you. You know, take the equation of what I'm going to give you here tonight, plug it into Carlos Castaneda, plug it into, you know, your, your, uh, whatever you subscribe to. I always try to shoot the argument down. If my argument can stand up past it being shot down, for me at least, you've got something, I've got something, we've got something. This information holds a lot more validity after that fact and after the act of attempting to debunk it, or I don't really like the word debunk, after the act of attempting to shoot it down, as my high school sophomore English teacher, Mr. Westerman, always preached. Before we do that, I would like to take a few moments and talk about the fire within a human being, the drive, the, the will, the motivation, this purpose that um, maybe not everybody feels like it but this feeling like you are here for something very important. And while you may not know what that is yet, I don't even know what mine is yet. I'm 35. I might, you know, I, one thing I can tell you is that I will, from this point on, especially with what's happening in my life, I refuse to never not chase the dream within my heart uh, as a way to, I'm not, I'm not going to dilute my hopes and dreams for something, for a situation that really doesn't give a flying fuck about me or is not putting me in the best, uh, you know, is not going to, is not putting me in the best circumstances, which will develop and produce a me or a consciousness having experiences, Drew Conwell, more aligned with the true purpose of the soul. So are you a warrior? I suggest maybe not even suggest, I theorize that you would not be listening to this platform, this show, if you did not have answers or questions, if you weren't seeking answers. I theorize that you're here because you, like me, have a drive inside you that just thirsts for knowledge and information and meaning, purpose. I suspect that that's why you're here. If that's not why you're here, then you must be a part of the CIA or the NSA or some other intelligence uh, surveillance situation or committee or uh, organization, whatnot. So while you are here, I appreciate that. And the fact that I do 
have some listeners and that we do have a little bit of a, you know, relationship, whatever it is, me talking, you listening, that means a great deal to me. And I would just like to say that I appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, Anchor, you want to start a podcast? You want to be part of the podcast revolution? A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. All you have to worry about with Anchor is producing the podcast. They'll distribute it. They'll find you sponsors. They'll give you transition music, bumper music, whatever you need. Everything you need to make your own podcast. 2019 and 2020 are the years of the podcast. A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. That's anchor dot F-M to get started. We'll see you there. mystical experience is nothing other than becoming aware of your true physical relationship to the universe. And you're amazed, thunderstruck by the feeling that underneath everything that goes on in this world, the fundamental thing is a state of unbelievable bliss. kind of experience, a kind of, uh, shall we say, state of consciousness, which seems to be as prevalent among human beings as measles. It's something that simply happens, and we don't know why it happens, and although there are all sorts of techniques which claim to be able to promote it, and which are more or less successful in doing so, and sometimes rather less than more. Nevertheless, there is this peculiar thing that happens to people. And it's been recorded as far back in time as we have any recording at all. And that is coming over people the peculiarly convincing sensation that their ordinary sense of individuality, personal identity, is transcended. suddenly feels 
an experience that actually it could be described from a number of quite different points of view. But we could add up these dominant characteristics. That instead of the ordinary feeling that I as an individual confront a world that is foreign to me, that is not me, in this kind of experience, I find myself to be of one and the same nature or identity as the world outside me. This is from Britannica.com, talking about archons and Gnosticism, written by the editors of Encyclopedia Britannica. Archon and Gnosticism, any of a number of world-governing powers that were created with the material world by a subordinate deity called the Demiurge, or Creator. The Gnostics were religious dualists who held that matter is evil and that the spirit good, and that the salvation is attained by esoteric knowledge, or gnosis. Because the Gnostics of the 2nd and 3rd centuries regarded the material world as outright evil, or as the product of error, archons were viewed as maleficent forces. They numbered seven or twelve and were identified with the seven planets of antiquity, or with the signs of the zodiac. Some Gnostic thinkers, such as Valentinus, developed mythologies inspired by the Christian idea of salvation through the incarnation of Christ. In these narratives, the Demirge and the Archons were identified with the God, the angels, and the law of the Old Testament, and hence received Hebrew names. The recurring image of Archons is that of jailers imprisoning the divine spark in human souls held captive in material creation. The purpose of the Gnosis, sent from the realms of divine light beyond the universe through the divine emanation, or Aeon, Christ, was to enable Gnostic initiates to pass through the spheres of the Archons into the realms of light. So, just to backtrack and review, the Archons' main objective is to keep humans ignorant of their divine origins beyond this physical realm. They want you and me and everybody, your enemy, your friend, I don't care who it is, your girlfriend, your ex-girlfriend, your sister, your brother, doesn't matter. They want us all to be cut off from that divine source. The universe works in balance. Anything that tries to disturb that balance is immediately attacked by the antibodies of the universe or the archons. Truth seekers, no matter when, now, then, wherever, whenever, have always been sabotaged or attempted to be discredited 
because of this truth. Okay, now, real quick, we're going to discuss a little bit about what some of these cultures around the world refer to these beings as. In the Middle East, they're called the jinn. They were capable of possessing human beings. They are said to enter the bloodstream, circulate rapidly through the body. They can cause mental and physical problems, also disrupt marriages and relationships. Asking a jinn to leave or bargaining with it may not be enough to let it go, to get it to go. This is from Middle Eastern culture. And someone who is trained may need, be needed to perform an exorcism to get it out of the body. Encounters with angels, fairies, demons, elementals, extraterrestrials, mysterious creatures, and ghosts of the dead may be jinn in disguise. Jinn being from the Middle East cultures, South African cultures. It is said that these creatures feed on us human beings that they, at one time, challenged God himself to war because they wanted full control of the universe. Polynesian culture talks about they could be thought of as being psychic vampires, energy vampires. The Iepa, as they are referred to in Polynesian culture, are mental forces that have the ability to intrude into the human mind. They operate through psychic stealth. They are adversaries who are drawn to human beings because they wish to acquire the capacity for creative imagination. Intentionality. We create, they cannot. Because of this, the deceivers will always be thwarted by the superiority of our human species. If you put a blank canvas, and we're going to talk about this, you and me, or not me, but somebody I know, so I've seen it, I've seen people do it, can create something from nothing. The archons lack intentionality. From the active side of infinity, Carlos Castaneda book, page 217, we have a predator that came from the depths of the cosmos and took over the rule of our lives. Human beings are its prisoners. The predator is our lord and master. It has rendered us docile and helpless. There's an explanation as to why they are here. They took, a, they took over us because we are food to them. They squeeze us mercilessly because we are their sustenance. Just as we rear chickens in chicken coops, the predators rear us in human coops, umaneros. Their food is always available to them. Carlos Castaneda book with his discussions uh, being present with Don Juan Mattis, the shaman of Central America. More quotes from Carlos Castaneda book as he's quoting Don Juan Mattis. Sorcerers believe that the predators have given us our systems of beliefs, our ideas of good and evil, our social mores. The predators are the ones who set up our hopes and expectations and dreams of success or failure. They have given us Greed, cowardice, they've given us complacency, made us root, routinary, and egomaniacs. They are infinitely more efficient and organized than that. In order to keep us obedient, meek and weak, the predators engage themselves in a stupendous maneuver. Stupendous, of course, from the point of view of fighting a strategist. Horrendous maneuver from the point of view of those who suffer it. They gave us their mind. The predators gave us their mind, which becomes our mind. Their mind is contradictory, morose, filled with fear of being discovered any second, and losing their food, their sustenance, which is us. This is from a book from the 1960s, 1970s. Uh, we've referenced cultures from Polynesia to Africa to the Middle East. We read the Encyclopedia Britannica definition of Archon. We're going to end with the three types of Archons. Okay, so the Archons... 
Long story short, according to the Nakamati texts, and I encourage you to go check this out, in heightened states of awareness, these shamans of the Gnostics, these initiates to Gnosticism, through hallucinogenic plants, meditation, Zen, you know, whatever it was that they were doing, were able to attain a void or a awareness or a vision where the goddess Sophia, Aeon Sophia, appeared to them. And these initiates, through this communication with this divine source, were able to piece together a story on the universe and what was currently happening, what had happened, and the true nature of individuals individuals uh, created by the universe. So you could pertain or you could attain, you could say that there could be three different types of archons. Cosmological, meaning that these archons would be a species of inorganic composition that emerged in the solar system prior to the formation of Earth. Cyborgs. They do lack intentionality. They have a nasty tendency to stray from their boundaries and intrude on the human realm because humans do not lack intentionality. The Gaia mythos describes how the archons were produced by a fractal impact in the dense elementary field arrays of the galactic limbs. I take that and I interpret that and other people interpret that too. And I encourage you to interpret it any way you want as a schism, a cataclysm, something in the information field that threw the solar system off that through it's just something a schism energy level two neo no, psychological they gave us their minds psycho spiritual parasites that's what don juan mattis was all uh, on this level you could say that there might be embryonic or reptilian they exist as an alien species independent of humankind they exist as a presence in our minds rather like a set of programs operating in our mental environment projecting forward regretting fear Nervousness about three weeks from now. Working through telepathy and suggestion, the Archons attempt to deviate us from our proper proper course of evolution. Their most successful technique is to use religious to insinuate their way of thinking. According to the Gnostics, Judeo-Christian salvation, salvation is a primary ploy of the Archons, being an alien implant. By recognizing and repealing these Archons, one claims power, defines boundaries in the cosmic framework, and establishes the purpose relative to Gaia, who is Mother Earth. Level 3, Sociological. Belief Systems. Gnostic view of human society is that of authoritarian systems, belief systems, strategies or ways that cause the human beings to turn against their potential, anything that violates the symbiosis of nature. Inversion. How often do we talk about inversion on this platform? Live, spelled backwards, is evil. They are agents of terror rather than evil. They want human beings to not make a mistake, but to continue to live that mistake, develop a habit on that mistake. Human error, when it goes uncorrected and runs beyond the scale of correction, literally turns life, live, into evil and works against the universal plan of overall total harmonious life. Gnostics taught the Archons taught that the Archons exploit tendency to let our mistakes go uncorrected. How might we assist them? By accepting the mental programs of their creation. So, Archons. Three levels. Cosmological, psychological, sociological. Where do they come from? 
the depths of the cosmos before the creation of the earth. This is being pulled directly from the Gnostic library, the Nag Hammadi scrolls, which were found in 1945 and have been dated back some 1600 years. This is definitely suppressed knowledge. It is information that probably was never supposed to make, but it did. And it's important for me to try to get the word out about what this means in relation to all the other things that we talk about. It's just one more confirmation. Basically, everything we've ever been taught is a lie. That is heartbreaking to me. It is not easy to the ego, but you've got to realize that you're not an ego. You're everything that never will be. The ego is finite. You are infinite. So if anybody ever feels like they are finite, they lack that, just don't feel all that comfortable about being source, being raised, born, atoms of the stars, call me, shoot me a text. That That's the kind of world that we're going to need to get out of this funk. We've got to rise above to give less, anything less than your best is to sacrifice the gift. What is your gift? As we always say, it's a choice between fear and love. Eyes of fear want you to lock your door, barricade yourself in your home, don't talk to anybody, don't be so uh, social. Eyes of love see us all as one because we are all one. You're an individual droplet of the ocean. I'm an individual droplet. We've got to remember that we are the ocean and forget that we are the droplet, the archons, deadly bagas. So this will probably be, you know, multi, multi episode arc containing information on who, what, where, why, and when. And this is very, very important as it ties into the Sumerian tablets. And we're going to compare it and contrast it to some of the other creation story myths throughout history. But this information needs to be for those who are ready. Some are not ready. You, the listeners right now, you are here because the universe deems you ready. I'm here saying this because the universe deems me ready to get the word out about it. And I want to help you do that. For the Drew World Order, the professor is on vacation, as are all of his friends. My name is Drewbert. We thank you for listening. And chin up, TCB, taking care of business. You are not helpless. I am not helpless. We've got power. We've got power individually, and we've got power when we stand together. Let's remember and reclaim that power. Have a great evening. Have a great weekend. We will see you next time on the Drew World Order. Drew, this is Agent X, and I'm on to you. I've noticed all of your attempts to hack into our Bro surveillance system, and I'm on to you. And I have contingencies in place to prevent your unauthorized entry into our surveillance system. So should you somehow manage to get through, just know you will be dealt with. And anyone listening to this podcast, you will be dealt with too. If you want to find out the repercussions of being dealt with, then come listen to the Cointel Bro Surveillance Agency and our improv comedy podcast at www.cointelbro.net. That's C-O-I-N-T-E-L-B-R-O dot net. See you there. <laughs> Woo! <laughs>